It's May 24th, 2020, and welcome to episode 36 of the Baby Metal Podcast. We gather in the podcast Discord server on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I'm Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Not a good episode for diabetics. And Garrett. <laughs> hello, everyone. So, hello. Uh, welcome back. Uh, so, there's a few sort of bits of recent news that we can talk about, uh, things that have happened since the last time we recorded. And then our plan for the topic that we'll talk about is, uh, we're calling it As Seen on TV, uh, which is basically uh, looking at some old appearances, you know, appearances from long ago, from like 2013, 2014, where Baby Metal appeared on like variety shows and a couple of other things that are sort of well-known videos in the fan base but at the same time if you're new here you may not have actually come across them before so uh point one is just to make people aware of them and then point two is if you already know them we can just sort of talk about them i think it's uh they're kind of fun to revisit so sound good yeah and i think a bit of podcast history has been made we have named an episode before recording it yes yes so if it turns out that on the podcast feed it is named something other than as seen on tv <laughs> <laughs> then we will have failed. <laughs> that, that That's mostly kind of funny for us because the last episode took us about three days to come up with a title. So <laughs> yeah, it was ready and we're, we're quite proud of being prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well. uh, so, okay. So in, in recent news, there's been um, some mail that has arrived. So people's, the forum sets have arrived. So we have both uh, the one forum set and then uh, also the standard blu-ray release i guess dvd too i don't know if people I, I didn't buy the dvd but i suppose people could buy it yes dvd as well so what did you think um i mean it's another really expensive box set that's gonna sit on my shelf after ripping the content off of the disc um <laughs> <laughs> i gotta be honest i'm just i wasn't super excited to get this one i i got it really only because it was the first arena show here in the u.s so I felt like I needed to have that for documentary sake, mm -hmm. but, I, but I'm just, I'm kind of burned out of that set list at this point, if I'm honest, after the U S tour. And then the, uh, they did the same thing with the, the shows in Japan that you can no longer buy that just kind of went off pre-order. And I feel like I've spent a lot of money on content lately. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Um, I kind of tabbed through it. I haven't even watched it all the way through yet. Um, I will say I'm a little disappointed that the photo book, it's just not very good. You know, sitting here as a photographer, there's, there's a lot of soft images. There's a lot of uninteresting images. And I was actually thinking as I was going through it that, you know, wow, we had this uh, episode with Darren not too long ago. And uh, I think uh, some of his photos would have been a better candidate for some of the ones that are actually in the official really expensive photo book. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's my take on the forum. I mean, like aside from Dada Dance, Arcadia, and um, Shine, it's it is the same set list as everything else, and it'd be hard for me to justify buying it. Aside from it being the first U.S. arena show, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I I can't decide if this same level of burnout would have happened with the previous. Like there there wasn't a huge amount of variation in previous set lists either. I mean, like particularly when we're talking about something like the Firefox festivals. But um, it does feel somehow like maybe this is just because this, you know, now is the time when I'm here when stuff is coming out, you know, like I, I missed the previous ones. So, mm -hmm. but I definitely have that same kind of feeling of burnout. Like I, I could not get this one because I, I was there, you know, but at the same time, right? like you, ha you have to get Legend M because it's Legend M, but, but it, at the same time, there's like two songs on that that we mainly care about. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so there are unique elements to a lot of them uh but at the same time it, it does sort of feel like i don't know i don't know i guess i don't know what i would want because like I, I want those little unique bits but at the same time just having having the one editions of all of them just winds up feeling like a lot yeah especially when you look at one editions of previous stuff you kind of got better stuff with it you know this is the same time where we've got the same exact packaging as say legend, legend m Right. Mm. Um, with the, the fold open folio one with the photo book and then this giant almost record size thing to house the uh, discs. Mm. Um, you know, whereas in the past one editions, you actually got some pretty cool stuff that are collectibles now. Um, 
and that I don't think any of these things will become collectibles in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably true. It's, it's funny that I also have, I've been sort of remiss and like, I haven't looked through it super carefully myself either, which is kind of dumb, but, um, but I did <laughs> one, one thing that I did like is that I think in one, one of the opening pages of the photo book, they have a split, which I don't like splits anyway, mm. but, mm-hmm. um, but it's a split of the baby metal logo being built by lasers at the beginning. And I think right. that looks actually, you know, I, I, we knew what it was going to look like on the Blu-ray because we saw it on Wawa before, mm-hmm. but that photo captures better like the nice effect that it had. Uh, and they lost that effect on the, on the actual, you know, like the concert footage because you, it was zoomed in so close. You couldn't see the lasers coming. So. Right. And to be honest, I don't, that's not what I want to see in the photo book. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. There must be people who like photos that are so big that they split across pages. I just can't stand that. The yeah. Crazy in the middle. I can't stand this. I I don't think I can name a single person who would enjoy that. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't bother me as long as it's not a person that's getting split in half, like we yeah. see in some of the magazines. Oh, yeah. If it's like the logo or whatever, that, that doesn't really bother me because sometimes having a two-page spread kind of gives you that sense of uh, size and scale mm-hmm. um, that you don't get with a single-page photo. So, uh, you know, that, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, the, yeah, the things with the photo book, like there's a lot of soft images that are just clearly out of focus or cropped weird you know, and like I said, looking at some of Darren's photos, I'm like, well, okay, the, he got better shots from way farther away. <laughs> and we didn't even get to see all of them. Right. So, <laughs> well, you know, in, in the Legend M photo book, by contrast, I think was pretty good. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't really feel like my money was well invested on this yeah. one. But I still feel like I have a reason to have gotten all the ones I've gotten before. I think that actually part of what's driving this lack of enthusiasm is the fact that we all know Legend Metal Galaxy is coming. And we've just been asked to buy the Metal Galaxy World Tour in Japan, the one set. Mm-hmm. And that one, I mean, we've talked about that now like two episodes in a row before this one. <laughs> but like, right. you know, I, I think that one, that one sort of feels superfluous in a way that sort of colors the rest of all of this discussion. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to get the Metal Galaxy World Tour in Japan stuff. It's just, it's the same set as the forum with a different stage which was then eclipsed by a similar stage at Legend of Metal Galaxy on, you know, double the scale and impressiveness. So that that's just a big skip for me. And yeah, I didn't even care to pre-order that one. I mean, I I, had, I definitely I think I mentioned this last time, but I, I had that feeling with the forum too, that there was the forum and it was super impressive. And then the subsequent big shows all like outdid it. <laughs> so, yeah. so then all that was left was that, you know, like I might be actually in that video. That's the, that's the reason that I would want to get the thing. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But I haven't actually looked super carefully at that. Um, and I mean, I think there probably are some some little differences between what we got on the Blu-ray and what Wawa broadcast, even apart from the things that Wawa skipped. But uh, at some point, I will go and see if I can locate myself. Right. Anyway, so uh, okay, so that's not so. Uh, that wasn't a very uplifting section. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, it's nice to have it, given that I had to buy it. It's nice that it's in my hands now. I suppose. Uh, oh, and if you were still waiting to decide about whether to get the Metal Galaxy World Tour in Japan, the one set, um, you waited too long. It's a, it's too late. <laughs> so Yes. But okay, so maybe possibly more positive news. Uh, Legend Metal Galaxy Day 2 did get broadcast. It did? That was interesting. I assume you watched it? I mean, yes. the broadcast version? Yes. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of that? I was kind of disappointed that they left out the one song we were all hoping to see on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> BMC, everybody, everybody wanted to see that on the broadcast, but I think we all deep down knew it wasn't going to be on there. That's the ticket for people to buy it. You know, usually I think that, but after they they did all the debut songs from night one on Wow Wow, I was like, oh, they're surely going to play BMC because they did that for night one. Why wouldn't they do that for night two? Nope. Yep. Yep. Subverting expectations again. They also cut Kagero, which had a commie band intro, which I always like seeing. So that's kind of sad that that, that got cut as well, but. If we if we right. had to have all, any of them, either one of them back, BMC would have been the preferred one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely was looking forward to that. But that, you know, I went through exactly that same thought process. It's you know, I was left going into day two without any clear idea of what was going to happen because the argument that well they're going to leave stuff out so you have to buy the Blu-ray was already kind of undercut by seeing you know brand mm-hmm. new day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So they, so they did not play. Either of those two, BMC or Kagero. Is that it? 
Right. That may have been all they cut. Correct. That is all they cut. So. Um, and, you know, I guess, I, I don't know, maybe that was just the easiest point to dump in and edit because they had a 15 minute outro encore mm-hmm. that they had, that they had to build around. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, speaking of that encore, what'd you guys think of the end of the show? Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was pretty mm-hmm. great. Um, it's still a little weird though, to see all of everybody up there doing the, the um, choreography, but uh, like all the Avengers there. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that, that I noticed this, you know, with day one as well, that despite the fact that there were all of the, you know, like both comedy bands up there, somehow the camera shot didn't make that obvious or something like that. I feel like they lost some of the possible effect they could have had because um, you, you never really see more than a couple at a time. Yeah. They did that night one for Red of resistance as well. It's if you weren't paying attention or didn't know better, you, you would not know that there were uh, that many musicians on stage. Yeah. yeah, I remember trying to pay attention for that, and I ended up seeing them all, but it definitely wasn't all at the same time. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. they would just cut around. And, you know, I think it would be very neat to be able to see, like, both drummers going. Yeah. Yeah, for Granted, sure. Granted, that would be a very, very wide shot, but I feel like they could have put them closer together. They had one on either side, correct? Yeah, they were the really far apart. Yeah, okay. they had. That's what I thought. I was, if they would have put them, like, closer together in the middle, maybe they could have gotten one of those really cool shots, but... yeah. It kind of makes sense as to why they cut it back and forth, even though I kind of disagree with it. They had the flying robots everywhere. They could have gotten something cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They didn't. They just didn't have coverage on the commie band. I, I can only remember, I think, two cameras across both nights that looked at musicians. You know, whereas, you know, there were, I think, three or four cranes. There was a, uh, a wire camera. Um, there was some guy in the super mosh pit or right close to it whose sole job was to be at a 200 millimeters and getting huge close-ups of people's faces <laughs> on stage. Um, you know, so if they're doing that, they could have, they could have slapped a GoPro on the drum kits or something, at least I would think. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and, and the thing is that that is a one-time event. I mean, like whatever was not captured on camera, that's, it's gone now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so... You know, I will say, I so I remember when we were, when I got back and we did that episode where I talked about my experience at the show, I wasn't sure because I don't know if I believed myself, but I remember saying and telling you guys that I had seen baby bones running around and eventually jumping in a pit. Uh-huh. Yes. So it, it was really nice knowing that I wasn't just experiencing a fever dream <laughs> while I was at the show and I actually saw that and it did happen. Yeah. I remember watching, <laughs> watching it. The wow. Wow. And saying that I'm like, Oh wow. Somebody wasn't crazy. There actually has a baby bones running around <laughs> making people headbang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, and that was, that was a pretty cool thing in the, um, uh, in the, they actually sort of focused on that in the broadcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you got to see them actually not just when they appeared, but as they were coming in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the yeah. baby bones outfit in the crowd. That's kind of a gamble. I, the, surely there's fans still dressing up as baby bones showing up too. So you saying them could have just been a fan. We, there's no way of knowing it was actually them sure. doing something. Yeah, I suppose. Though I will say I've never seen a baby bones cosplay. I don't think I have either, but if I could come across the suit, I probably would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've, def- I've seen photos of people dressed that way but um mm-hmm. anyway yeah that's that that was a definitely a sort of remarkable moment uh but i mean like yeah. you know for all the negativity that this episode so far has contained um i mean i think it was really pretty cool i mean like I, i'm glad to have watched day two i'm glad that we had the opportunity mm-hmm. yeah this one's going to be a must buy um for me I think the uh, one thing that stood out that has caused some debate, at least in my circles, was uh, in the middle of IDZ, we heard uh, voiceovers from the three Avengers. Oh, yeah. I think that's worth mentioning. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So so in, in IDZ, um, see our prior episode digging into IDZ, but, um, but there, yeah, there is this, this section where they all have like a sort of a single phrase that they say in kind of sequence come together with a thumbs up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the, isn't it right just before the big fight scene where they start throwing hands in the middle of the song and there's a guitar solo. 
it's, I think it's I'm trying that. to place like I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm trying to place it in a song in my head. Yeah, and I, th- I, I and I was hesitating because I was trying to figure that out myself. I th- I thought it was after, but but you know, <laughs> I sound of something in my head. I see them taking steps back right as the guitar solo is getting ready to step in, and then they go right into the fight. That's how I see it yeah. in my head, but I could be totally wrong. No, well, the chat room says you are totally correct. Okay, cool. Memory does something good for the first time. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. But um, what were, what was, now I got to, oh yeah, right. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Avengers. Uh, so yeah, uh, I didn't hear that in the venue. I wasn't listening for it. I didn't even catch up on it on the broadcast, so. Yeah, I mean, if they if they played it in the venue, it wasn't obvious to me. Nobody was talking about it mm-hmm. afterwards. I feel like at least one of us would have heard it. You know, one of the Japanese fans probably would have caught on to something like that. Nobody I talked to heard it inside the building. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if it was added in post um, or if it happened live, but uh, it was kind of interesting to hear their voices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that, I mean, I guess IDC has not been played post UE, right? So. Well, do you count Legend S as points post UE? Uh, yeah. Well, um, technically. Yes, that's a good question. Before so, official um, statement, yes. So, so tell me about tell me about Legend S's IDZ. Was was there a space there? There was, right? Yeah, it was just yeah. You were supposed yeah. to be there. No, no. Yeah. What I mean is the in the in the audio. To the extent that any of that was playback, it uh, they cut Yui's playback, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, uh, so it was like somebody, somebody blank, I, I somebody, think so. somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cut. Yeah, so, um. Even if they were going to do that on playback, they would have needed to re-record it in some way. I mean, you know, so it would be presumably either Sue or Maud doing that missing bit. Like I think, so I think Sue did uh, Yui's part in Metataro. Yes. But anyway, the point is that they, you know, they would have needed to re-record that anyway, um, and it's conceivable mm-hmm. that they re-recorded it twice. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, the the consensus is that. To say what we what we sort of haven't said yet, I don't think, um, is that each of the Avengers got one of those lines as well. So mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have microphones, so it was clear. I mean, even Sue's line came out with her holding her microphone down. <laughs> so I mean, it was it was all very clearly no, yeah. pre-recorded. Yeah, it was, but right, um, but that was interesting. Uh, a, a neat thing to do. I don't. I, I'm not sure that I can. I feel like I can deduce much about the future from that, but still interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I mean, they couldn't use old Yui playback, and it'd be weird to have it empty. I guess really their only option would have been to have Moa do the whole thing or Sue fill that role. But somebody would have had to done double duty. So right, right. and you know they had all the people around. <laughs> so right. Anyway, cool. It's going to be expensive. Yeah, I cannot wait though. I mean, I, I can't <laughs> wait for it to exist. I, I, would happily wait for it to be expensive, but um, mm. yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't even know how to guess. I mean, although I would guess that in U.S. dollars, I can't imagine it being less than three hundred. Probably more. Yeah, probably. I, I'm sorry, I, I can't justify that in my head for for two Blu-rays. What else do you get with it? We don't know. Oh, yeah, see, like it would take a lot for three for me to. I would wager. I would wager it's going to be the two nights on Blu-ray plus the two nights live CD, mm-hmm. the audio. Mm-hmm. Um, and if things continue to hold photo true, book, a photo yes. book. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, this is, th- I, I would guess that this is going to be, you know, this is the big one, right? I mean, so. Yeah, this is the album release. This is the big one. Yeah. So it's, it'll be Tokyo Dome esque. Although Tokyo Dome didn't come with that much more. I mean, it's had some stickers or something as well, right? <laughs> or something. Yeah, but Faku guesses twenty seven thousand five hundred yen. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Somebody suggested it at some point that maybe in a later episode we can go back and have a retrospective on just how many of our predictions were right. <laughs> Scrub through every episode and make a list of them. Yeah, I think I think it might turn out to be fairly dismal. <laughs> yeah. Have another three hour podcast yeah. going over everything we got wrong. Yeah, the errata episode. See, then we can name another one. <laughs> oh this is great see i love having faku around in chat most expensive one set uh was the fox set for thirty four thousand one hundred yen then tokyo dome and trilogy for twenty seven thousand five hundred. okay i see so yeah on yeah, par with uh, tokyo it's, dome it's possible that i could be just barely wrong about 
it capping off at 300 US. Depends on the exchange rate. Well, it's kind of right. It's kind of right in the middle. Probably won't be all that long before we hear about it. I don't know. I mean, like, if I were them, I would probably wait a little bit longer. But now that the World Tour in Japan one is closed, and everybody's got to know, anyone who would have bought that has got to know that Legend Metal Galaxy is coming. So it's not, it's not really going to be like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, another one. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Anyway, are there other things we wanted to say about all of this Mm. or further speculations about the future? I do not think so. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Riho's continued to show up on Instagram. I think we talked about that last time. Yeah, it's good to see. We did. Maintaining being active. Yep. Talking a little bit of English. Um, talking a little bit of Morning Musume. Talking not at all about anything even close to related to Baby Metal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I really expect her to either. Nope. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think uh, we're getting so in the in the chat room we're getting a, a couple of photos of like the things that came with the different things that came with the Tokyo Dome. So the Tokyo Dome had three different editions, and it's possible that Legend of Metal Galaxy will have something like this as well. But there's like the big the one edition. There's kind of like the pedestrian one, um, and then there's the first press, which is kind of like a uh, it's like a twelve inch size. It's like an LP sized thing that didn't have much more except I think stickers came with it. Um, and the the one set actually had uh, some kind of like bandana thing as well, and a photo book, and then all of those discs. Right. Anyway, okay. Well, maybe we can turn to the the topic. Uh, we don't need to necessarily have a three every three hour episode every time. <laughs> 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 but okay, so the topic we were basically thinking that there may be people who either haven't had a chance to look at these anytime recently or didn't know about their existence. But back in the the sort of earlier uh, time of Bay Metal. Most of these are 2013, 2014. They would appear on like Japanese variety shows and things, you know, so they would appear in character and they would do, you know, sort of activities and mild interviews. And I think the contents of these have kind of made their way into everybody's culture. You know, like we, we talk about frogs and, we, and things like that. Um, but it's kind of interesting to just kind of go back and revisit these things. So that was the plan. You guys have rewatched you've done your homework um for the most part yeah (laughs) okay i have done my homework and staying true to my college days i finished watching all of them about five minutes before we started recording so (laughs) let's dive in it's excellent (laughs) yeah and uh you know true to my days since then i I didn't quite finish all the things that i was hoping to to do uh, about that but so does anyone know any anything about the actual show this uh, SET Kanzan Sakuragaku I know show. absolutely nothing about it. Okay. No, I only know it in the context of if I've seen yeah, Baby Metal These clips the we're about to talk about, yeah, that's how much I've seen of it. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> well, so um, I also have not looked too closely at that. Um, the the things that we are going to talk about, are, we're all they're all hosted by Senda Aisa, uh, who is largely speaking Japanese to them and in the in the show although it's it's clearly in kind of like a mandarin context so you know they, they introduce themselves in mandarin which is kind of cool and uh they're they're doing sort of advertisements for uh let's see a february a february show that they were playing with Chthonic. and i don't know Chthonic except outside of this context but um they they did a mm-hmm. they said did sort of like a joint uh joint show with them in, oh yeah, okay. So this was this was in Taiwan. It was a a cross border collaboration with Chthonic on February second, twenty fourteen. That's what they were. That's what they were basically promoting. Right. Um, okay. So then, so I I believe you know the from what I gather from watching it, this all took this was all filmed basically at one time, but it was it was aired over several several weeks um, between uh, November twenty thirteen and January twenty fourteen. Um, so they're they're all in these like little little chunks. So maybe we can actually just sort of go through those in the chronological order, at least, and, and sort of talk about those things. Sure. So the, the very first one was the end of November 2013, and I guess the basic stuff that they were doing was these. Um, oh yeah, no, actually, the first one is the frog one. Okay, that seem right. So yes, mm-hmm. thirteen yep. minute video. So I've been talking for a while. So someone else start talking about this 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 episode well this first appearance of them was the first time we saw the um fox sign and the death face 
as described, but yeah. I feel like it caught a lot of them people in the show off guard. But before they even get to that, I like the confidence you see. This could be the wrong one. Hold on, before I get too carried away, there's <laughs> watching him watching him all like back to back ahead. really does mess with you. Uh, yeah, but at some point during the show, you said they're all recorded. They walk out like their first appearance when they first do their announcement, their greetings, and they show the fox sign. They walk out with such a confidence; it's, it's incredible. Like they walk out like they own the joint, but it, it's uh-huh. it seems scripted. Like, do you guys remember seeing that? Like, it looks like they were told, like, okay, big face, go out there. You guys are the bosses. Do what you do, and then they just walk out there like they own the place. It's the, I don't know. I like stuff like that. I like to see, and then I think that may have been actually shown in a different one but it's from the same yeah. show obviously <laughs> yeah I, I think i know what you're talking about but I, I think that might not have even been this show oh see that's my problem that's my problem <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's the next show <laughs> yep this is going very Anyways, well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah i'm, I'm actually going to see if i can put it up on the on my other screen here so that i can kind of see remind myself of what i'm seeing <laughs> but yeah but yes so what's fun about this one is you know it's it's yeah, like like Paul said, it's kind of interview light, and the only answers you get are only the Fox God knows. This is when the the lore was really laid on thick. Yeah. Um. So the the only responses were ever only the Fox God knows, um. And they were still, um, sticking to the line or the theme of, you know, they don't remember their performances because they're inhabited by, Boa Metal, Sue Metal, and Yui Metal, and they become different people. Um, so they can't talk about their performances or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but what's really endearing about these and what's really fun is you, you get to see them just be kids because they play these fun games. Um, like, you know, guess the kanji, which is pretty fun. Um, but I, the highlight of this first part for me is the, uh, the, the mystery box, <laughs> the terrifying box, um, yeah, the terrifying yeah. box, the, the, the terrifying box. I, and, to describe that, I, I don't, if you're in the U.S. and you're a kid, you've probably done this. I don't know if this is another thing in the other world, but sometimes when you're a kid and you go to a Halloween party um, or something like that, you know, one, one of the games you can play when you're younger is, you know, you, if you're a parent, you can put stuff that feels funny in a box and, you know, make kids put their hands in it without looking into the box and try and figure out what it is. And the whole point is to, you know, put something that feels gross in there to try and startle them and scare them and things right. like that. Uh, so that's kind of what they're doing here. And there's an eel in the box uh, the first time, and uh, you know, like I like I said, this is this is not for the faint of heart because it's just truly it's just truly adorable yeah. watching them react to what they're touching and being terrified of what might be in the box. So the the host plays along. I mean, like like essentially, she's she represents the other team for all these games, and so right. she went first, and it's set up so that the camera can see inside the box, but the back of the box is hidden. So like one side of the box is open and the camera is looking at the eel that's in there and uh, Isa's hand, you know, like going in and trying to figure out, like feel it and try to figure out what it is. Uh, and, you know, so it feels kind of weird and it's moving, but she got it. She, she, uh, <laughs> she, I think recognized it by smell. <laughs> Maybe. But um, so that, and then after that, it was Babe Metal's turn. And I think they all took turns in a, in a couple of cycles uh, putting their hands in there. There's a, a toad, a big frog in there. Giant frog. Yeah. I, I, I'm from yeah. the central United States. I don't see frogs that big. Like, yeah, it I, is. It is really I, just, I just don't. It is a very big frog. I mean, you know, they're small too, but I mean, like still it's big. It's, it's a big frog. <laughs> but Mo and you, Mo and you, you put their arms in first with the frog. Um, <laughs> they touch each other's hands. Freak out. They don't even touch the frog, and they they recoil, <laughs> freak out, and run away from the box, screaming. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, even as we describe it, I'm I'm just thinking, you know, we're not spoiling anything because you have to see this. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, the it's it's sort of like the outcome doesn't matter, but it's also fun to just remind, remember Correct. these things. So Sue guessed it was a turtle at one point. Um, Moa, yeah, she's I, close. I, I don't know if I trust the translation, but uh, Moa apparently guessed it was a pig. <laughs> hmm. y- yeah, no, she said pig. <laughs> well, so the the frog started making frog noises, and I I don't, I don't know, guess maybe in a TV studio with a thing in a box, it sounds like an oink. Oh yeah, <laughs> could be. <laughs> but uh, uh, but anyways, yeah, Sue starts crying. Eventually, um, Moa and Yui get. Mo and Yui get really brave and actually pick the frog up 
and then start running around the studio with it, <laughs> chasing Sue. <laughs> yeah, so that's I mean that's a piece that uh, that kind of made it into the culture, you know, the fan culture is just you know Sue's uh-huh. total like uh, fear of frogs, at least as revealed in this show. <laughs> She's just really not happy that it was a frog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I mean they they really just were acting like little kids. They would they'd take you know take the frog up and hold it up to people, and uh, occasionally would like I I think it jumped. It jumped onto Yui, <laughs> and yeah, that yep. was uh, it, it's surprising them all. Uh, I hope that, you know. I hope the animals are all okay, <laughs> but, but it seemed like they were being not too terribly mistreated. Yeah, it's all in good fun. Yeah, uh, I think it was. I think this one was also the one. Yeah. Um, so before that, they, they, I, I, I kind of like this other part of the show, which they were they were doing something like a guess the kanji game. Mm-hmm. I so I don't actually understand quite what the rules are, um, because I mean it seemed like at least part of the, part of the games that they were doing, maybe even in a later show, had to do with these kanji or the Chinese characters that are that have you know one meaning in Taiwan, and they're supposed to kind of guess what this meaning is based on that. I think. Um, mm-hmm. but this game that they were playing in this little chunk seems to be a little bit more like invent a, invent a kanji and see what, you know, and figure out what it means. <laughs> Does that seem right? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that's correct. So I also would draw, drew something and, uh, it, it eventually ended up being a convenience store. And I, I don't understand exactly if that was an invented kanji or an actual, the way you write convenience store in Taiwan, but eventually they got that. And then, so the, but the fun part is when, uh, they all each, you know, Sumo and Yui each got to draw one. So, mm-hmm. I only remember I only remember Sue's because it it's, was uh, it was really strange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sue's the one that Sue started it. Um, she drew this thing, and uh, Isa guessed. I'm trying to remember. I think Isa said she thought it was a lamp or something. Something about lamps. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, so basically the construction, I, and I'm not, I'm no kanji expert. Actually, Kevin, you probably know more about this, but the, the kanji letters are, uh, or characters are, they have, there are components to them. And in this particular case, yes. there, there were, um, some little people components in this, uh, probably in the actual train kanji, uh, that, that sort of represented passengers. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she took the kanji for train. And then drew the kanji for person kind of all over it and inside of it to make train full of people. <laughs> yeah. That sounds close to me. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious. But yeah. so crowded train was what Sue gave. Yui had Yui did a very confusing one. Actually, yeah. Yui's was very weird. I I didn't fully comprehend what was going on with that one, but uh, eventually it turned out to be it's represented somehow the phrase baby metal death. Yeah, I didn't I don't know enough about how kanji works or enough kanji to really kind of understand what's going on there. Yeah. I, I don't think that Isa got it. She did not. Let's see. Isa did one that, um, had to do eventually they, they wound up getting it. Um, you know, it, it meant to essentially do your best or something like that. And they all, they all, so you got to hear all the people go, come buddy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they, they, you know, they were very pleased to have all gotten it. And when they, they actually did try to say it simultaneously, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, must have been a fun time for them there. Actually, they they looked like they were having a great time. Yeah, they did. And then Moe's was uh, uh, Moe's wound up being a signature. Um, I said I said guest love letter out of that, but I can sort of see kind of how you would get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, um, what else to say about that? Part two. Part two. Okay. So nothing else to say about that. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, so if you hear about frogs, this is where it comes from. You, it is it is required viewing. Everybody must watch this. As you say, they're really easily digestible because they they're released in like ten minute parts, and they're they're subbed. Um, and we'll put them all in the, the description for the episode. Yeah, and one one thing that's sort of nice about this particular show that you know these, these several segments in this particular show is that the actual channel that aired them has these on their own YouTube channel, so they're in an, they're in a safe, right. unstrikable location. Correct. So, I mean, I guess, um, the way these things worked, you know, they were, they were aired several, if, if not a whole week apart, at least, you know, days apart. And so a lot of the later parts 
contain you know sort of repeated footage from the previous ones so they you know they get shorter to watch and they're they're all like 11 12 minutes they feature a lot of live clips from previous shows too um pre commie band shows as well so there's no band members up there it's just them dancing but each clip's only like 30 to 45 seconds long Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of this really is you know this is like why people go on talk shows you know that they're promoting this February two performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see this one. Um, oh yeah, they they played something like Pictionary, I think. Yeah, where they draw. Yeah, part two they play Pictionary. Moa struggles to get her pen open. Eventually draws a fox, and that's eventually <laughs> guess, guesses a fox god. That's always great to see. They promoting that propaganda right away. Yeah, and I love that actually. That, that I would just do want to interject that a little bit in the beginning. That I mean, mm-hmm. that is hilarious. They're they're on a on the clock, and like Moa takes. Like a half a minute or whatever to get this pen cap off. <laughs> this is why she's a gym yeah. rat now. She's not going to let that happen again. Next up is Yui. She starts to draw and she ends up drawing, what is the word metal, I believe. She tries to con- draw the word metal and she ends up drawing a guitar with a, a heavy metal figure face on it with hair. and It's like a guitar with like a yeah, kiss yeah, member. The best way I can describe it to is kiss figure on there. And the, oh, yeah, yeah. I forget which kiss. I, yeah, so, I don't think I can name them anyway. Yeah. I can, but it uh, has a star over one eye. The, the star guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking now at the, the, this uh, thing and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. <laughs> but yeah. Well, what's fun about it though, is the, they play Pictionary, but instead of, you know, having teams, they kind of do it in a round mm-hmm. robin, right? Where each person takes a turn to draw while everybody else guesses. Um, so it's so and it's time, so it's all on the clock. So the drawings start off intricate and then get faster and kind of more janky as time <laughs> yeah. goes on. Simpler and simpler. <laughs> yeah. Uh to the one point at the very end where uh who is it? Is it, is it Yui. I think Yui. Yeah, Yui. Yui draws curry rice and it's just a circle. It's like a circle with some squiggly lines and Somehow, instantly, gets, I guess, curry they rice. Got it too. <laughs> they knew exactly what yeah. it was immediately. <laughs> they knew exactly what it was. <laughs> See, I would have went down the list: mashed potatoes, green beans, corn. <laughs> yeah, right away, curry rice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, this this is the thing that's just so delightful about these is it's it's really like you know it's just them playing games. It's them. It's not them talking about the lore. <laughs> or, yeah, or anything right. Like that. It's it's them being themselves, having fun on a game show. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, so there was, it was a competition. So, you know, Isa was, was joined by someone else who, who, you know, played Pictionary with her. And, uh, but I think, um, Isa did not do very well, actually, perhaps on purpose. No, she did not. <laughs> but, um, so I think maybe they, they might let the guests win. Perhaps. Uh, and then they had a headbanging competition, <laughs> which I didn't actually, until I watched this, I didn't quite understand, but the, so they, they actually had, they put like step counters on them to, to get a, you know, to get a measure of like how frantic their headbanging was. <laughs> right. They even bring the sound guy in. Yeah. Like yeah. On the other the team. The guy holding a boom microphone. Yeah. <laughs> he goes hard. He's, he's trying his best. Yeah. Well, right. She was sort of like looking around trying to find somebody to be on her team. And she picked the sound guy, yeah. but like the sound guy was still like doing sound guy stuff while headbanging. He's got his, yeah. he's got his headphones and his sound <laughs> wait, over wait, his shoulder. Wait, what, what am I doing? <laughs> you want me to just headbang? Yeah. Uh, and uh, not surprisingly, Bay Metal won. Yes. <laughs> I do. would like to feel like point out, I think it was her heel. Yui's heel fell off of her shoe. Yeah. Well, as they started. Uh, is that what I'm seeing or am I seeing something else fly off? I was wondering if I want to say if you, like what what people's opinion is of that something a couple of times a, a couple of things fell off <laughs> but oh yeah but I don't know if it oh, was hair, I don't know what it was yeah hair ties maybe I, I think I think it was her pedometer okay or step yeah that was my initial oh pedometer guess. yeah that that makes more more sense yeah <laughs> it looks like that even the second the first time the first thing when they first started it fell off it didn't quite look like that but then as as i kept skimming through i see more and more stuff falling off and that appears yeah. where that it is the loot in chat agrees okay. yeah it was the counter yeah i mean up until you know a couple of days ago when i rewatched this i i had assumed that that somebody broke their shoe and it was like a heel <laughs> yeah that's, that's what i thought it was <laughs> i thought you always took a step too hard to the right and snapped off the heel <laughs> 
Anyway. Oh, yeah. And then um, they were uh, sort of rewarded for winning by getting uh, some sort of like French, what is it, like French toast cake or something? It's like a toast cake uh, dripped in honey and whipped cream and fruit. It's and it's huge. It's the size of their head. Yeah. <laughs> it it does seem like it's unreasonable. They are unreasonably large. <laughs> but they sort of gamely attempted to eat them. I kind of suspect that this might be like a sponsorship, you know, like a product placement of some kind. <laughs> but that could very well be. Anyway. And then for no reason that I could quite understand, Isa um, ate some sushi that had like 40 times the normal amount of hot sauce in it. Well, there's got to be some kind of punishment <laughs> for losing. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. It was it was her punishment for uh, losing. I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I sort of feel like that one is you know, possibly less watched or referred to, but it, it you know, was a pretty, pretty nice one too. Mm-hmm. The third one seemed to be, uh, the third one I got to do self-portraits. Right. That's, I think the main thing. They also did some demoing of how to headbang and, and, uh, how to do the IDZ jump. But mm-hmm. uh, that's not the, the, the most relevant part is when they were asked to draw them, draw like self-portraits. And like I say, they're pretty talented at drawing. I don't think I could draw yeah. anywhere near that well. Part of the joke, well, part of the thing that is funny is the degree to which Sue's is quite is subpar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, she there's certain things she does well, like singing and dancing. <laughs> yeah, Yu's Yu's is good. I think they must just sort of like practice drawing this kind of character. Surely, um, this that's the image they've they've had burned in their heads for. It was kind years. of an idle thing. Yeah. yeah. Though I think actually I kind of like this one thing that's neat about this. So I'm thinking about the um, Baby Metal Apocalypse Web book. This this sort of book full of various art and lyrics and photos and stuff. And mm-hmm. some of like the lyrics part in particular is kind of illustrated by them. Uh, but now I actually have a way to figure out who drew what, <laughs> you know, because I can see what the styles are. Because <laughs> um, these these people, you know, these images are essentially, you know, these these drawing styles are essentially like what you see in that book. But but I, you know, would have had no way to know who drew what. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Sue's, Sue's, uh, <laughs> Sue's really does look like it's just done by somebody two years younger. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the hair's all out of proportion. And for some reason it's all arranged on the lower half of the space with yeah. no legs. <laughs> <laughs> Really long arms, and I mean, you know, and I—I I don't think I would—I wouldn't mock it as much if they didn't like spend so much time in the thing mocking it. <laughs> like this is yeah. half of what they're doing. It's yeah. just like marveling at how bad this is. Uh, and Isis was about as bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's one more in this series. Uh, this one, this one, I'm not sure I actually even saw before. It kind of seems like it's like a little extra, extra bit with this kind of like guess the kanji stuff. But essentially, you know, I provided a kanji. They were supposed to, or it isn't, I guess it isn't a kanji because it's, it's Chinese, but <laughs> whatever. It's a Chinese character and they were supposed to guess it. Um, it mm. was something like Ma Shang, and, uh, which could be meant as, you know, sort of literally something sort of like horse top <laughs> or something. Uh, <laughs> and they were all, I think they all kind of, amongst themselves decided they knew what it was and it was a race course. Um, and this was all false. Um, it turned mm-hmm. out to be immediately, which I guess is not derivable in any way. Th- and then they, this was taken as an opportunity to basically like have them tell the camera to go to Taiwan immediately, to use this word immediately. Right. That was only two and a half minutes. So I, I think that's like an outtake or something. And that's, that exhausts it. But those four little segments or five or how many that is, are, you know, like everybody, Everybody knows them. Everybody's been sort of like doing this for a while knows them. And uh, so it's it's part of the shared knowledge that everybody must have. So if you don't, if you haven't seen these, go watch them. And if you haven't seen them for a while, go watch them again. Mm-hmm. It was really fun actually going back, rewatching all these. It's been a long time since I came across them and watched them. Mm-hmm. I think I got something. Yeah, I got something new out of it. I mean, like, uh, first of all, there were things I didn't notice, but I'm just kind of in a different place, I suppose with respect to them now and like i know so much more than i did when i first saw these mm. mm-hmm. so on to music dragon yeah let's do that um there there was there was a there's one other thing maybe i'll mention this kind of in the in the um 
Taiwan context, which is they did an interview with Doris from Chthonic, um, but I wasn't actually able to find the subtitles immediately for that. So, um, but that's another. If if you see a number of these videos, you'll you'll see this where they they basically Doris comes in to what is something like a green room or something that they're sitting in, um, and they apparently don't know she's coming. Although I don't know why they would be sitting around there all dressed up otherwise. <laughs> Yeah. yeah but uh so they're excited to see her and then they talk and then you know the, i think this is further promotion for that show they are doing together um, but yeah so we can move to music dragon i don't know anything about this either um music dragon is uh you know but i i, I think of this as just some kind of like a morning show i don't know if it was on the morning <laughs> or not but you know where they just bring on guests and uh probably idols are often among those guests in this case, it was Baby Metal. Uh, this was June 2013. And this one is also super famous. They started off with a kind of an interview, and then they played a couple of games. And then, then they did something at the end, which I didn't uh, I didn't remember. So we'll come to that, I guess. But So maybe we can talk a little bit about the interview part, which is what, where it started. Garrett, you want to start us off? Sure can. You were so yeah. eager last yeah. time. Yes. They, they walk <laughs> out of that door so fast. like they, It almost seems like they're, they're ready. Like, I don't want to say this is like the second or third take of them walking out, but it almost <laughs> makes me think that it's like, okay, we, we can walk out right this time. And then it's just pure confidence. They sit everybody down and they start talking about the, talking about the interview. I don't have any of the actual questions they have. They ask in front of me, so I'd have to skim through uh-huh. and find them as we go. But you're right though. Um, they, they really stride out there. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. I, it turns out it was from this one. I was on a why I thought it was from the previous one, but I, <laughs> That's what stuck with me. I remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so it does sort of seem like a, they're, you know, doing a very serious appearance, but this, it quickly devolves. So, yeah. Back to the, <laughs> oh, this is a show. We're having fun. Let's be children. Like we're supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> they start to ask him about the, um, the dancing in age made dames that die. I believe. I think they kind of started off getting this fox god story commenting about their the stuff they're wearing and then getting this story about like how they don't remember any of their time on stage and stuff like that but oh yeah yeah but um the thing that i noted was that i mean so the interviewers they're they're all they're all kind of like both playing along and sort of mocking <laughs> this but mm-hmm. so um the first thing the first comment was kind of on like you had this spiked bracelet on and the interviewer asked me, like, do you wear this all the time? And she's like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> this was not exactly what she was supposed to say. This was, uh, this, I think, kind of marked her as the weak link. <laughs> <laughs> mm, she was more open to, to spill the beans. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the thing that, the thing that everybody, I think, remembers, like, the thing that often gets, gets excerpted out of this is, you know, after they tell this story about, like, you and Ma both, like, you know, while smiling, tell the story about how oh, they don't remember any of the stuff when they're on stage, and and you know it's as if someone comes in and uh, you know inhabits them or whatever, and they don't remember any of this. And then the host like asks you, you know, you remember this, right? <laughs> and she's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then you know and then clearly sort of realizes that she had gone pretty deeply off script. And then, so she says yes again, but hides her face with her hand. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it is one of the best moments of any of these interviews. Yeah. And, it, and then it's just all downhill from there. <laughs> Those are the only questions that occurred to me. I, um, I'm not sure what the, um, IDZ choreography one was. Well, they were starting to talk about stuff falling off of there. I think that's what the bracelet comment was brought up about there. They're shaking their heads and their wrists and arms violently. Oh, yeah. And having stuff fall off all the time. Oh. That's where I got that. I'm like, okay, they must be talking about that. And I must have just connected dots. Yeah, I think this was probably the, this might be the one where Moa said that, that uh, you know, it got so intense that she broke the costume. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so then uh, after the interview, they just start playing games because that's what you do on a Japanese variety show, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and to describe the game they play with the hosts, the hosts take part. There's two of them. Um, it's like a combination of Simon Says and Red Rover, where Sue plays the role of Simon and the, uh, Moa Yui and the host have to act out what she says. And then Sue picks the winner who does it best. And that person gets to move forward one step. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, quote, <laughs> one step. In principle, one step. Yeah. In principle, one step. But, and my impression was that this was related to – this is kind of like a, a variant on some game that people did know. Red light, green light? Maybe. I mean, like, it, I, I assume it's something, you know, something that, like, Japanese kids oh, knew. Yeah. But um, – John compared to things that I would know. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah, so it, it – Dadumasan is the name of the game. Still, it was kind of an invention that was being outlined to the – like, the hosts didn't come up with this. It was being explained to the hosts. <laughs> And right. they they really did not understand. <laughs> I think what the oh yeah that's right. So it was it was all three of them playing with one of the two hosts. Right. And the one that was playing was really just completely lost. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple sort of like marvelous moments where Yui is deemed the one who made whatever gesture it was the uh, best. And so she's supposed to advance one step, but she just like leaps ahead, you know, like I don't know what, three places. <laughs> As you do. It's like, what? what is happening? Hey, I make the rules here, not you guys. And then actually, yeah, and then, you know, perhaps because of that advantage she gained, she she got to the end first, but then, you know, it seemed somehow her expression of approval at this was insufficiently excited. She's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, which caused everybody to comment on this. But. Yeah. They one of the things they had to do was um spin. I forget I don't know what the word was that they were trying to do. At any rate, it, it caused them all to get quite visibly dizzy. <laughs> so they could barely move after that. Uh, anyway, it's cute in summary. But yeah, so in the second in the second part, they decided that, you know, they the hosts need to change into metal costumes. And so they there was a little like break where they where they were all applying, you know face paint and stuff to people at the very end of this thing they're all kind of like getting on their hands and knees headbanging showing each other how to headbang and everything at the very end the um the two hosts says this is how it ends for us seeing as we're pro wrestlers and then i don't know anything about this and they just walk off <laughs> all right well it cuts off that's the end i we assumed they just walk off but that's the end of the video it just cuts to black i don't know anything about this <laughs> the the hosts are the hosts have grown on me i think i didn't like them very much when i first saw this I think I think they they're they're handling it relatively well. Oh really? Yeah, I thought they were pretty funny. They seemed to they they were very entertaining. There are of course a bunch of these things that don't involve baby metal that we're not talking about, <laughs> but um, you know, but <laughs> Sakura Gakuin themselves go around to do a bunch of these things often. So um, right. So I mean, I think I've seen this actual host on some of these other things as well. So at least one of them. Mm-hmm. It's possible that that he's sort of a constant in a number of these things, but. And they're they're sometimes they're more annoying than other times. <laughs> I mean, it goes without saying we can describe this as much as we want, but they they really are much must watch. Uh, so, so definitely check out, you know, the the text part of our episode and check these out on YouTube because they're worth a watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think partly we we're talking about it because it's fun to remember, you know, having since we've seen them all already. Um, mm-hmm. So if for some reason you've made it this far without actually having watched them, um, when you watch them, go back and listen to this again. <laughs> uh so the last one that i had uh located here um to talk about was one that i actually did not know before now it turns out that i've seen you know one of the like a a piece excerpted from it but i didn't know where it had come from but this is um, from music japan annex and it's just a little like not even five minute long thing um which i I think was probably just some, some sort of promo or something but what they were they were asked to basically draw little pie charts of the things that matter to them. Um, right. So had you seen this before? I have not seen this I before. Have, yeah, I've I've seen this one before. Uh, what I didn't have last time I saw it was the translation of the pie charts. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting and sort of in character in all cases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know who the people were, but I mean, so there's basically you know our three. There's somebody named Raleigh who is a self-proclaimed medalist. <laughs> and then there are the hosts, <laughs> three hosts. And I, should we know who Raleigh is? Does anyone have any idea? I don't idea? know. I have no clue. Yeah, no, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, so it was somebody who's basically, I guess, trying to be some sort of like hair metal person who thinks only of hell, <laughs> basically. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's all very. I don't. It's not even all that funny. <laughs> yeah. Like this is one of the hosts that I that I'm not necessarily on the side of. But so you know the idea is that you know each of our people get to like draw little draw little pie charts and talk about what what was in them. And actually, they didn't even get to talk about all of the things that they wrote down. Um, and they didn't. They weren't given categories, so everybody had different categories. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know who the host is. Um, but what's interesting about this, having watched it again, because I, I didn't really. This is one of the first things I see. You know, once you go down the foxhole, right, you start just looking for all of the content in the world. Um, so when I watched these, I hadn't really started to dive into other Japanese music yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the biggest thing I actually took away from this was that they appeared on this show opposite perfume. <laughs> yeah. I was seeing the, the other three and I was thinking that kind of looks like it might be perfume. Yeah. But it has been since confirmed since I thought that minutes ago <laughs> that that's who it was. Right. And you know, if you don't know who perfume are, Shame on you. You should figure out who they are because they're really good. Um, okay. but they're, they're, they're a huge, huge, huge idol act, um, under the Amuse brand. Uh, they, they've been around forever. Mm-hmm. Well, and part of the origin story for Baby Metal has one of the things that Kobo was thinking about was like who comes after perfume. Right. I'm not sure that that is exactly what he wound up creating, but <laughs> at any rate, <laughs> that may not have been the end goal, but that might be the end game. And the chat room, did you see this? That the chat room found Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, look at that. Thank you, Darren, musician and music producer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, and with a much, at least a slightly more sensible looking <laughs> photo in Wikipedia. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, he, I think he's just, he's trying to be like a metalhead for this in our in our yeah, video. He's yeah. trying to fit in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is a. It, it, Wikipedia says rock and glam rock and that seems about right <laughs> from what i can see in this video <laughs> that we saw yeah but uh, um so yeah they, they they talk about what matters to them and their pie charts um nothing super surprising there after knowing these girls as long as we have most pie chart is idle food height summer vacation homework and clothes sue's pie chart is school musical her room books and songs Yui's is midterm tests, tomatoes, swimming pools, and choreography for Make It Stay. Yeah. It fits the bill perfectly. Yeah. And <laughs> I think the, um, so they didn't actually get a chance to talk about all of those. So you, if you don't have the translation for the actual pie chart that they put up, um, you know, because they wrote the, each category in a piece of the pie chart, then you wouldn't know what those other ones are. So the translations are, are pretty useful. But I think, right. um, I forget what Mo, I think she talked about, I think the idle part was, a big chunk of hers. It was like, it was, the, you know, the biggest of the chunks. <laughs> it was the biggest of the chunks by a lot. It was like, uh, I'm going to say like 40%. Yeah. That's that second biggest chunk being food. Uh-huh. You compare that to Yui's her, I think 50% of Yui's chart was midterm test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sue spent kind of a long time talking about this musical, you know, in school, we're now working on a musical. And so that was the thing she was, talking mm-hmm. about and i, I kind of wonder if we should know what that is but yeah, probably not it probably really is just an actual like local thing school musical yeah uh, so i mean sue had earlier been in um a bigger uh, what is it i forget what it's called but uh she she played a role in a in a musical that i have the dvd for now but i think that was a couple years before this like i, I think that was still that was still probably actually pre sakura gagwin you know what I'm talking about? Or am I just talking to myself? Maybe. Should I pick this up? Uh, okay. Somewhere up here on my shelf. Faka suggests Anohana no Yonu. Uh, that seems plausible. It's all written in Japanese. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm just, actually, what I'm trying to do is find the, the uh, date. Well, whatever. It's, it's the famous one where she's dressed up as like a little bear. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, I think that was that was quite yeah. before this. Um, I, I would wager that the musical she's talking about is a real musical at her real high school. Yeah, that's what I suspect is actually <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's so. That I thought that was that was also kind of neat. You know, uh, again, we are really getting the thing that's cool about this is we are getting them out of big metal context i mean like even though it's even though they're wearing the costumes they're still talking about things like 
you know, summer vacation homework. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where uh, where we found these? There's a there's a spreadsheet. Um, there's a couple spreadsheets that are that you can find linked into the the subreddit wiki section. Uh, and so you know, there's one that just has. I think this is might be on the ultimate fan spreadsheet, but you know, this basically just whatever ads, whatever television appearances they were on. Um, and you know, so this, this is buried among them, but that spreadsheet is, you know, I don't know, a couple of hundred lines long. <laughs> so, um, there's tons yeah. of stuff, but a lot of it is really just like, you know, they were on a commercial. Uh, and I mean, like it was a commercial mm-hmm. for a show or something like it's not even, as far as I know, they have never done anything like an actual commercial. Um, as Sakura Gakuin, they've done a, a very small number of like Wi-Fi commercials or something. But uh, Moe and Yui have been in a fair number of commercials pre Sakura Gakuin and a, and a few during Sakura Gakuin. Sue, I don't think has done a commercial. Surely somebody's going to correct me yeah. now that I've said that. Uh, well, she definitely did want the uh, I forget what it is, but the Angels one, right? But that may have been. That may have been the only one. I suppose Faku mentions in the chat that maybe the the Spotify, you know, Amazon Music ones might count because it isn't exactly. It's sort of a mix of an ad for their own album and for Spotify. Right. I, 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 well, I guess I was thinking more outside of the context of the music they're making themselves. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, they definitely have not taken advantage of what surely must be many conceivable opportunities that they've been asked uh, about right so which is fine they don't need to necessarily be selling noodles or whatever (laughs) (laughs) sure but yeah what was i saying oh yeah i guess basically what we wound up talking about uh here was basically just um like the variety show ones where they actually had some activities and stuff but there are tons of other things i don't think there are many other variety shows but if we missed one tell us because maybe we didn't know about it either (laughs) <laughs> was there anything else that you can remember watching this of this type hmm not that's baby metal specific like if, if you really want to get down there they they appear in a ton of stuff like this for sakura gakuin i think yeah, all the other appearances i think i see them are on sakura gakuin yeah 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 so i mean and they and those are fun too i mean like um there's a couple of like little game shows and there are these like super these these really early morning saku saku things which I actually find quite irritating, but those are the places. <laughs> uh, like that's the place where I really don't like the host. But uh, you know, but that's when they they do their little um, like invented songs and stuff like that, right? And the little countdowns and things. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, if you want to see other things that these people do, there are tons of those. Tons. I don't know if they still do that. Uh, you know, like my my attention has kind of focused away from Sakura Gakuin after uh, Yui and Mo graduated. See, um, I never had one until we had um, um, I cannot... Gabe? Gabe, yeah. He got me interested in it a lot and then I think I watched a few episodes and then I just couldn't get into it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But yeah, what I was wondering is, like, I'm pretty well familiar with those times when they would go on uh, the various, you know, shows, some subset of Sakura Gakuin would go on and be ranked in their idleness or whatever you know that kind of stuff right um and i assume that these things continued but i really have not seen any like similar things with the new groups yeah they uh, still they're still on tv a lot um i haven't seen okay. a sakusaku with saku Gakuin recently I don't, I don't somebody somebody will probably have to correct me on that but it's been a while since i've seen a recent sakusaku okay and that's probably just my fault yeah, if you are trying to sort of keep track of the goings on of Sakura Gakuin, uh, one particularly if you can speak Japanese, one place to look is fresh. They at least I don't know. I assume oh, it's yeah. not happening anymore. Or at least I know not right now. Uh, so fresh has been going on basically as a Zoom meeting, audio only. Um, but they're I resuming. See. Fresh is actually resuming tonight, tomorrow. Yes, right. Some hours from now. Yeah, m- m- Monday in Japan. The, the, as we're recording, Fresh will be back in like 12 hours. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, so that is, that's sort of like the stand-in for a TV show. I mean, that, that's a basically a weekly gathering of some subset of them, of, you know, right. whoever's in the current class and Mori Sensei. So it's it's the, um, we would have talked about it before, but it's the successor to whatever it was, Low Girl. Low Girl, 
Yeah. I discovered, I, I remember coming across this. I don't know if we were on mic at the time, but um, I remember coming across the fact that Low Girl actually wasn't exclusively Sakura Gakuin. Like, no, other people have been on it. Correct. Which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was just like a total in-house thing. Because, I mean, it, it is only, when Sakura Gakuin is on, it is only Sakura Gakuin people. Right. But I've seen, since then, a few things. There was something that was happening uh, that Ayami was doing. Ayami Muto, initial president of Sakura Gakuin. The fact that it was that it was under the low girl banner, I thought was weird and surprising. And maybe she was going back to do something with them. But it turned out that actually she had independently done stuff with low girl. So yeah, anyway, and yeah. that maybe should conclude our non baby metal talk because <laughs> <laughs> it could go on forever. It could go on for yeah. Let's just let's not go there. Okay. Anyway, so I mean, whatever. I, we're talking about something like forty five minutes total of video. Right. I think it's possible we have talked about that long, you know, or longer. <laughs> Yeah, probably a little longer. But that's okay. So if you have any trouble finding them, even if the links go bad, I think a lot of these links are probably safe because they've been there forever and they don't, for the most part, contain copyright strikeable stuff. But the Ultimate Fan spreadsheet on the linked into the wiki and the subreddit should get you there eventually if, if you're listening to this years down the road <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. So any last thoughts, Garrett? I, I feel like you wound up not having I've, many things I've to say. I've been trying to stay quiet. Stay quiet. I don't know if you guys caught it in the live chat, but I had tornado sirens going off for about ten minutes. Ooh, so, oh, that's fun. They're they're I, like I said, they're already off again. But okay, well, if for any future tornadoes, feel free to just like cut out of the podcast. <laughs> we'll catch up <laughs> yeah, with you later. Well, okay, there, there's a thing like for my neck of the woods. Anytime there's a system, they send out warnings and watches, and then as soon as they say the local area needs to get to shelter, I'll get to shelter. But I I don't know. Okay. As long as you keep in track of it. I, I'm doubtful, of course. Excellent. But okay, so I think I think we've probably concluded that topic well enough. I will close it off then if no one else wants to add anything else. I have got nothing else. Watch the videos. Yes, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. And I may rewatch them anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but okay, so then that's it for this episode. You can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks, and we hope you'll join us then. And until then, see you. <laughs>